Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Author's Forge, wherever great conversation happens. I'm back. I know you missed my face from 30 minutes ago, but I mean, I, I had to come back. Guys, I am absolutely stoked. We have Elizabeth Casanova here on the show with us right now. How are you doing, Elizabeth? I'm doing fine, thank you. Guys, Elizabeth is here in Brownsville with me. Can you believe that? I finally got an author here in Brownsville with me. And I know you're like, well, um, why are you not in person with her? Listen, had I thought about it, actually paid more attention, I probably would have talked to our local bookstores here or something and said, hey, can we do a show here in person? I'm going to try to do that one time because that's going to be super cool. But let me give you a little more information on Elizabeth before we go into our organic conversation, because I've been looking forward to having this one for quite some time. Ever since she reached out and said she was from Brownsville, I was like, oh. I went to my husband. I said, Verdi, a Brownsville author wants to talk to me. I feel like, I feel like, like I shouldn't be, you know, in this place. Like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> so um, Elizabeth, um, we've never met in person, but I'm hoping that we're going to have an opportunity. She's been writing since she was a small child, pinning poetry and short stories. And recently she has published her first children's book, which she went to the mall and actually did a signing and read her books to children there. And it's called my best friend, the cat. Thank you for being here, Elizabeth. Thank so, you. I looked at the the graphics for this, and you designed this book yourself, correct? Uh, yes, I designed everything. Um, first, I did like uh, small sketches, and from the small sketches, I brought it into um, Photoshop, and from there, I designed everything, you know, from scratch. Your background is in graphic and digital design. Yes. And have you been drawing and designing stuff for how long now? Um, since I, well, I got my associates in digital media in 2017. And from there, I went to get my bachelor's. So from 2017, that's about over um, like five years. So mm -hmm. I have like a lot of experience in graphic design. So I've been doing that for quite a while. And you're currently working on a master's in creative writing. Uh, yes, hopefully I graduate um, in late June. Like you're going to have it all. Like you could literally create the most masterful books and do it all yourself. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm, I'm like, hoping to do later on. That's fantastic because I I write children's books and I'm going, I need somebody to do the pictures because I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. <laughs> so it's like, you're getting to do it all yourself. That's amazing. I love people that are that creative and then they take it that 
even further. So how long did you know you wanted to write books? Um, well, since I was little, I loved reading uh, stories, especially like scary stories. I was into all that um, kind of spooky stuff or reading about unsolved mysteries or local legends. Um, and I always wanted to create something similar to that. So um, yeah. that's why my first book, it was uh, something about like ghosts and spirits. So I was really excited yeah. about that. And um, I just wanted to um, also be a writer and share my stories out there. So uh, for as long as I can remember, that's been a dream of mine. And you say local legends. I will tell you, I've, I'm not originally from Brownsville. You are. So you can attest to this. I've been down here for five years. And before that, five more years before I moved down here, I was listening to my husband tell me about the local legends. This is one of the most famous places in the United States. People do not realize there are more local legends down here than anywhere else in the United States. Two former U.S. presidents marched down here to create what the border of Mexico was going to be at Fort Brown. So you've got a lot of writing material that you could kind of, you know, gain off of, right? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, I know um, I also did like a, a poster design talking about the local legends here in Brownsville. And um <laughs> I, it was in a, the showcase for the poster was in Edinburgh and a lot of people didn't, um, well, they were kind of tripping out on the local uh, ghost cows that were on 5.11. Not a lot of people heard about that, but supposedly oh. there's ghost cows here in Brownsville where like people swear they see them. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people were tripped out. They're like, what? Like ghost cows? But yeah, it's been a local legend here in Brownsville. And also um, you have the Yorona, where, which a lot of people said that they with her here and um, the ghost of Fort Brown, a lot of students and staff say that they've like heard things or see, uh, seen things there. So Brownsville does have a lot of like history and local legends and spooky yeah. stuff. So I worked, when I first came down here, I worked at TSC for two years and I, I just ate alive all of the history there on <laughs> Fort Brown and I will tell you at Jacob Brown Auditorium it's true because I would hear things there when once we turned the lights out and I worked the events and I had to leave um, at night and turn lights off and the lights were in the back and you had to leave out the front so I would walk really fast and you would hear <laughs> stuff and I don't know because it's an old creepy building or whatever but it, mm -hmm. it's absolutely fascinating I heard of your I can't even say it very well. Obviously, I, I one of the things I have failed to do being down here is learn a lot of Spanish, and my my mm -hmm. enunciation is horrible. Like La Llorona, did I say it? Yeah, you I said tried it fine. To. But I did <laughs> not. I haven't heard about the ghost cows. That's I'm gonna have to add, I'm gonna have to talk to you about that one. But mm -hmm. so why this book? Why? Uh, my cat the my best friend the cat um well um when i grew up well i had um my cat uh, named spiky and he was just a really awesome cat you know he was always with me and yeah. um you know um like i would feel sad a lot or i would have a lot of stress when i was little and and he would just keep me company and he would always um like be there with me and kind of comfort me and um i just thought like 
uh, making a story kind of thing, um, like tribute or just like um, dedicated to him, uh, saying of um, how much of a best friend he was and how important to me he was. And I want to share that story and then also uh, mention how other people also um, love their pets and have them as companions. And it's very important because uh, animals, they love unconditionally, you know, they don't care how you look or, or who you are, you know, as long as you're kind to them, um, they'll always be with you and they'll always comfort you and they'll be there uh, by your side. Yeah. So um, that was the point of my story. And also, um, you know, sadly, animals pass on way before we do. And sometimes they're always with us in spirit and even though they're not physically here they're with us and you know they'll um send us messages in their own kind of way uh sometimes um a new animal will come along or or we'll just um sometimes you'll feel that they're there and kind of telling yeah. you like you'll be fine or or you'll like you're not alone you know kind of cheering you on or helping you along the way you're absolutely right. And I, I feel every bit of that because I, I'm a huge dog lover. I don't know if you hear Daisy over here snoring. If you hear the snoring, it's my dog. I promise I'm not sitting here with another human snoring. Um, I have five dogs. We had six before uh, February when we lost one. Um, he was my, my little soulmate, Marco. And after he passed, because we called him the cat. And the reason was is you would always see him on my shows. He would jump up here and he always slept on the top of the, the pillows and stuff. And he, he just did, he had cat-like mannerisms. And, mm-hmm. and after he passed, I would be sleeping and I would feel something jump up here still. So I think that they, they're with you no matter what, or there's little yeah. things that you, I still find around the house that, that, Marco would do and I'm like ah that was Marco he did that again he's not here anymore so I think it's a beautiful message especially for kids who lose pets and they get so close to them and know that mm-hmm. you're still gonna um, feel their presence no matter what you have some guests here that that are chiming in I just want you to see their support <laughs> real quick so we have Carolina Laura amazing book Sounds like she's read it and she's a big supporter there. You also have Yola Nova here supporting <laughs> you. And this looks like it could be a family member, Margie Laura Casanova. So oh, you've yes, got it's my mom. <laughs> oh, perfect. I love that. I absolutely love it. Hi, mom. <laughs> I love it when people come in support authors because it's that support that makes authors continue along their journey and it looks like you have an amazing journey that you have started and then you got just just B love from edinburgh so with this book it's it's your first not your first children's book but it's not the first book you you were in an anthology for poetry before the mm-hmm. children's which was a little different of a subject. So do you see yourself continuing in the multi-genre wave, or or do you see yourself just doing children's books? Um, No, I have uh, many different types of stories that I I plan on doing, um, a couple of 
uh, well, most of them thrillers, but I also wanted to do um, dramas, uh, mysteries, um, comedy, and uh, I kind of want to um, head towards uh, screenwriting, so writing for movies, because I love watching nice. movies, and that's definitely something yeah. that I want to do. I, I want to write a script and have it produced and shown on the big uh, screen. That that would be, like, awesome <laughs> if, I, if I were able to do that. Yeah. Will you write like thriller uh, screenplays or just um, yeah. any screenplay? I have um, about maybe three or four already written that I need to just expand what? a little bit more. Uh, yes. And um, because like I know um, for screenwriting, they say because um, uh, studying for uh, creative writing at, at school, they were telling me that it's best to have at least five scripts so that an agent would uh, most likely pick you up because if you just have one yeah. script uh, it would be a little bit harder so I was like pushing yeah. on that like writing as much scripts as I can so that I would be um, well, I would have a higher chance of getting picked up because uh, definitely like writing a script and having it produced is something that I really want so that's like my main focus right now as soon as I graduate I want to just um, uh, finish writing those scripts and then uh, submitting them and getting them out there. That's fascinating because I, I, I'm a multi-genre author. I'm a multi-genre like carnivore of TV and movies and reading myself. Like I will sit here and fall asleep to Golden Girls, but then during the day I want to watch all my murder mysteries, right? I can't watch them at night because I don't want to fall asleep and have one of those dreams and I wake up and scare <laughs> myself. So I I love that you're diving into so many different elements of it. It it just speak it's a testament of how your mind can go from one thing to the other, but you can weave that in there now where do you where do you get these ideas how do how do they pop into your brain and are they from experiences or are they from just pure ideas that come out of your head because mine are a culmination of both honestly mm -hmm. uh, well yeah the same a combination of both uh, most of them are kind of inspired by uh, true events that i've been through you know mm -hmm. um like, for example, the first book that I did, it was based on, like, a ghost experience that I've been through. Um, so, and then uh, My Best Friend, the Cat, well, it's based on an actual cat that I had. So, and some of the scripts that I've written, they're kind of, like, expanded on a certain memory or kind of, like, the life I've been through. Um, so, um, that that's what I've been doing, or that's, like, kind of, like, uh, the ideas behind my scripts or my stories, just uh, based on my life experiences. Very, very interesting. So what does a day in the life of Elizabeth Casanova look like? Um, well, right now I'm, I'm studying, trying to focus on graduating. That's my main thing. And then uh, I do uh, freelance work, freelance design. So I'm designing like uh, small ads or advertisements. Uh, uh, doing photo edits or designing uh, websites and uh, things like that related to graphic design. That's what I've been doing. And also um, taking care of uh, my parents. So, um, and also our rescue animals. We have like three rescue dogs and like five rescue cats or animal Love lovers it. here. So 
So that's what um, I mostly do. Love it. I would have some cats if I was allowed, but uh, my five dogs already chase the neighbor's cats when they're trying to go in and out of the house. So I'm like, okay, I probably don't want to do that. But I will tell you that the woodpecker who pecks on the palm tree is my friend. The lizard who crawls up the tree and the baby lizards that run around, I have names for all of them. So I get your enthusiasm <laughs> for animals. I, yeah. I totally get that. I'm an animal lover through and through. So your graphic design, let's talk about that a little bit because I was able to see mm -hmm. some of the things that you create and you, you have a little bit of an anime type feel to some of your work. And that's a lot in your Etsy shop, correct? Uh, yes. So what, um, will you be expanding on that? Or is that just something that you want just for fun to make a little money on the side? What is your dream for that? Oh, uh, for the Etsy shop? Yeah. Uh, well, for the Etsy shop, um, it's mostly um, to, I guess, like raise funds since I'm self-publishing right now, you know, uh, yeah. the cost of um, copywriting and uh, the programs that I pay for designing um, and getting uh, author prints, like everything since I'm doing on my own, it, it costs. So the point of the Etsy is kind of like to raise funds for my publishing and to continue my work. Um, so uh, that's why I'm selling like bookmarkers and like little things there to kind of raise uh, funds for my work and they're they're the cutest ever i was looking at that at your etsy shop and your bookmarks and i'm mm -hmm. going they are super cute do you do um commission work because i know a lot of authors are always going i need someone to design my bookmarks i need someone to design this i need so do you do that type of work for other authors um well, I was thinking about it. I know I've posted on some author groups that, that I'm in on Facebook and I've, I've asked them, you know, if they need help designing or, or mm -hmm. um, you know, if they need ads for their books, you know, they can just contact me. So um, I have, you know, offered to create designs to other authors, uh, mostly yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, that's that becomes extremely busy all in of itself. So my question is, if you start with the how do you let me see how i'm going to phrase this how do you separate yourself from the design side and the author side and balance the two because i wouldn't be able to do both of it myself I, i'm a one or the other type of gal like i maybe maybe it's my age i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um well um for creating the like book covers for my books um and separating it from my written work, I kind of um, step back a little bit and I'm able to kind of analyze, thinking about, um, well, I mostly go to my graphic design background because we have to kind of look at the demographics of the colors, you know, specific colors that people kind of head towards to and what kind of styles uh, people mostly like. So I kind of like, even though if I want to go in a certain direction, um, I, through the graphic design, background I need to understand you know people might not go towards that even though I like it most people might not so I kind of have to separate myself from that and kind of realize I need to go in this other direction because it'll mostly attract uh, a bigger audience than 
the route yeah. that I originally want to go to. So it's kind of like separating between um, kind of like business and kind of like uh, what you want um, for what's best for your book. Because in the end, you need to uh, mostly focus on that. What's best for your book, um, even though you kind of like want to go on a separate direction. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I, I've tried to figure it all out in, in the years that I've been doing this. And I think every day is a new learning experience. And as, as long as you're open to learning and learning every single day, you're, you're never going to fail. That's for sure. So what's mm -hmm. the next? So you're working on some scripts. Is that your next big project? Or do you have a book that you're going to be writing anytime soon? Um, well, I was thinking of uh, self-publishing a poetry book that uh, I've been mm. writing for, I guess, since 2018. I've been, like, stacking up all my poems. Um, I've been finding, like, old notebooks and kind of just putting everything all together in one big document. And from there, I was going to select the poems that I wanted and kind of, like, make it cohesive, a cohesive work piece together. So I've been thinking about doing that either later this year or perhaps mm -hmm. next year, but I kind of wanted to go on a pace of publishing like one book per year. Um, but last year I wasn't able to publish uh, my best friend, the cat book, um, since I got sick for quite a while. So it kind of got pushed back into this year. But from now on, I kind of at least want to put one book out there, one uh, project out there, kind of like pacing myself that way. Yeah, give yourself time to perfect your masterpieces versus the mm -hmm. the rapid release schedule. I see a lot of people do the rapid release and I even did it myself at one point. And it, and it does definitely have some value. It's some great value for a lot of people. I had to pull back from the rapid release. I couldn't keep up with it. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I can't do this anymore. Um, and I found mm -hmm. for me, my work became better once I slowed down and kind of let it marinate for lack of better words, right? So. Mm -hmm. How has being here in Brownsville and being someone from Brownsville opened you up to the, your experiences and sharing that with the world? What, what has been one of the things that you think has made you a very unique author and someone who can share a very unique message with the world because of being here in Brownsville? Um, well, I believe uh, Brownsville is uh, very diverse. We have a lot of like our own culture down here and um, we have a lot of experiences that we go through and a lot of things that go down here. Um, we've been on the news a couple of times in Brownsville and yeah. um, I kind of like, uh, well, people think, well, some people think like Brownsville is just a small town and um, yeah. I kind of want to uh want to say like even though like i'm from a small town i kind of want to give others inspiration saying like even though we're from here we can we can do something great like uh we can um like become famous authors or famous creators or uh famous yeah. singers like you can pursue your dream even if you're from a small town that's kind of like uh what i want to do or i'm trying to do you know um with my publishing yeah small but mighty that's a very inspiring message that you have elizabeth because people do not realize the power that brownsville has and the amazing people that come from this town in the past five years that i've been here i've seen the compassion 
the passion and the creativity of the people down here, including my husband and his family. And I, Here, do you still? Are we still yeah, with this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. We had a little hiccup. They wanted to. Yeah. They wanted to try to hiccup us. Hiccup us. But you know what? We <laughs> roll with the punches here. Well, anyways, like I was saying, the the enormous amount of talent that is here in Brownsville that is untapped is just beginning to happen, and it happens with people like yourself that are willing to take the chance on yourself. And I'm so glad that you did. And I know um, we had the blog interview on you uh, just, I think mm -hmm. last week or the week before where you shared some of your information, you were at the mall for an event and now you're here and I'm just, we're just starting to see what you have to offer and it's absolutely phenomenal. So I'm so excited for what, you are about to share with the world. Um, I'm going to add your links in here real quick. So everybody has mm -hmm. the ability to go and click those links. We've got your Facebook, we've got your website, and we have the Amazon link where people can go and check out the book. They can go grab your children's book and it'll have your poetry anthology that's there as well. Excuse me. So the link for those who's going to watch, who are going to listen to the podcast uh, next Friday when we get it up on the podcast link, the uh, website is https colon backslash backslash Elizabeth Casanova one dot my portfolio dot com where you can go and see the graphic design. She has her Etsy shop. There's also her books. Just every thing that she does phenomenally on her site as well. So we all know that I get on here and I get a little excited, especially when I get to talk to somebody from here in Brownsville. Um, is there anything that you want to tell your audience or get out into the universe? Because this is all about you, not about me, that we may not have been able to talk about with my little chatty self here. <laughs> um, well, I know, um, uh later in june uh I, I believe about the last week of june um i'm gonna do another reading event um for um uh children I, I believe it's a children's book reading that's um for um animal adoption so um the one who is creating the event he he read my story and he told me that he really liked it and he was hoping that by me reading it to you know the audience there it would kind of like help um uh, people realize that cats too, like they're also great companions um, because a lot of uh, cats here specifically in Brownsville um, or the, like the lower Valley, they're kind of hard to adopt because um, a lot of yeah. people kind of like, uh, there's a stigma where cats, they're kind of cold or they're like not as lovable, but they actually are. And he told me that he was kind of hoping that uh, my book and me explaining like the experience with my cat, um would kind of like help other people realize that you know cats can also be great companions and and they deserve to be loved and adopted too so um Absolutely. the event uh yes um so the event um and he's still setting the dates but it will be the last week of june and later i'll i'll put the information on on my website and on my author page um, specifying well what date it will be on 
Well, make sure you send it, send an email to us with that information and we'll share it out on our platforms too, to try to help people learn about that. And um, if they mm -hmm. could show up or bring their kids uh, to learn about that and maybe, maybe they'll get themselves a cat to love and share their <laughs> yeah. lives with as long as they're going to be good animal parents, because if I find out they're going to be mm -hmm. bad animal parents and they're going to, I'm going to be upset with them. You don't want me upset with you. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And we had a fantastic author, Eliza Garza. She's out of McCallum, but here in the Valley, the Valley is, you know, we're our own little nest here in the Valley. And she has a children's mm -hmm. book, Raspa con mi gran grandpa and uh she's all over the schools like she goes everywhere around the valley and the schools and everything and i'm gonna um after we're done here i'm gonna give you her information because i think you guys should definitely marry up and talk about promotions and marketing and stuff because she's just this fantastic spirit and I think that mm -hmm. you guys would be amazing together. So, um, but I've had a fantastic time talking to you, Elizabeth, and I know this isn't going to be our last time talking. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your story, your light and everything that you do with everybody. And next time you publish another book or you have another event, make sure you let us know. We'll definitely shout it out here on the author's porch. And thanks for being that amazing talent here in Brownsville and showing everybody that it may be small, but it's mighty. And the voice that when all everyone gets together and lifts each other up, the amazing things that somebody can do. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks. And everybody, make sure you come back each week and watch us here on the Author's Porch. Thanks for being here. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Elizabeth. Thank you.